0: I'm Jake Watson, and this is the Saints Unscripted Podcast, where we have conversations about faith crisis, topics that may be triggering about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the gospel, church history, prophets, the Book of Mormon and the Bible, and so many other things. This is Season 1, Faith Crisis.
1: Where, which direction are you going to go? You know, are you going to be able to uh, feel your way forward with some level of um, confidence um, and and to trust in that good things you know good things that you sense that are good uh, that you should hold on to those and and keep moving forward and so when you talk about your faith is deconstructed um, there are certain elements of my faith, my belief system that have been deconstructed.
0: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Faith Crisis on the Saints Inscripted Podcast. I'm really excited for you to join us today. We're going to talk to Leo Weiniger, who's been in the Faith Crisis arena for about 10 years, and he was the founder of Uplift Community of Faith on Facebook. And I'm sure you're not just on Facebook, but you've got a Facebook page and a great group there. And we're talking to him today because he's going to help me kind of understand what a faith crisis is as a bona fide expert, I'd say. <laughs> or also he's going to kind of help me understand some of the the doubts that I have or a good way to go about them, um, especially while I'm trying to look at this through a lens of faith and positivity toward the church. And anyway, thanks for coming on, Leo. Really happy to have you on.
1: Happy to be here.
0: <laughs> so I guess we can start with, I mean, I kind of already explained that I'm going through a faith crisis, have some doubts, questions about the church that, you know, I can't really uh, reconcile right now. Partly through talking to you before this interview, I was kind of hesitant to say I'm going through a faith crisis because I don't know if I'm reaching a breaking point right now. I still feel like I'm trying my best to be active and praying and trying to be positive towards all the things that I'm experiencing but i mean i definitely do have doubts i definitely do have some heartache i definitely have times where i feel so unstable and almost like almost like i'm losing part of my identity if that's a good way to put it because throughout my life i mean i've i've been in the church ever since i've been born and so much of my identity is my beliefs in the in the gospel and what's taught at church as far as doctrine and prophets and church history and being okay with a lot of things that Joseph Smith did and just kind of trying to have a, an eye of faith and looking forward. But it's, it's really hard right now. And I don't really know what my future holds. I I don't see, I don't see this as a gradual descent into leaving the church or, you know, denying my belief in the gospel. But I mean, it's, it's really uncertain for me still. So I don't know if we want to go off of that or how you want to kind of start this discussion?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, I think uh, talking about in general, what people experience and that kind of what you're experiencing is a good place to start. Um, Like you said, identity crisis is kind of at the heart of what a faith crisis is. So if your faith is being challenged, you've got questions that are unanswered, unanswered, uh, those can turn into doubt, and doubts over time that are unresolved uh, begin to make your life crumble um, in a lot of ways, like uh, can it can take a toll on your mind and your heart, um, what you you know previously trusted, uh, your hope for the future, it can take a toll on your family and your friends, um, your work, um, everything, even your your health, your physical health can can suffer because of a faith crisis it's, it's basically, uh, it's tied to every part of your life and your, your very identity, right. Is a child of God, um, can be in question. And so, yeah, I just wanted to mention that, um, I feel that I feel the pain. <laughs> um, I went through this experience by myself, um, entirely by myself, um, the, to, into the descent of a faith crisis about 10 years ago. And, uh, uh, gratefully, my story is out there, but gratefully I was able to recover from, from this uh, descent. and I was even out without belief in God for a little while. I didn't know if there was a God. And so, yeah, I just want to say I hear you, Jake, and
0: it's nice to talk to you today. Thank you. Thank you. That's crazy. Uh, take a toll on your sp- physical health. <laughs> Dang. That's, some, that's... People, some people get
1: physically sick because of this. Wow. I've got a good friend um I won't say where he lives or his name or whatever but a really good friend who uh, has been experiencing this um as a bishop he's a bishop and he's um ha- he's been going to therapy and uh, he's been spend he spends pretty much all night every night when he's not working researching and uh and he's he's in a very serious faith crisis as a bishop wow <laughs> so it takes is taking a toll on his every every part of his health, you know, emotional, mental, uh, physical health.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: Uh, I can't imagine. I'm not saying that, that you know every journey is different. So if I ever bring up examples, it's not meant to project you know one person's experience onto you, Jake, or to oh. someone else that's listening. But I just to, I just to mention that there are people out there who, even leaders in the church, some leaders in the church who struggle. And um, it's something that we have to demystify uh, and be able to work, work directly with doubt and not be not, we, we've we called, I've said this before on saints and scripted, but we don't need to demonize doubt we need to, we don't need to normalize it either and say it's perfectly fine because it's, it is a, it's like a hunger. It's, some, it's a sign that we need something um, in our lives to recover from this, but it's not something we need to be like, to demonize or to be afraid of. It's just a normal part of life.
0: And I think that's a really good point that you bring up, but not demonizing doubt and demystifying doubt or faith crisis that, you know, it it probably most people, if not all people, will go through faith crisis. And I wonder if in some degree, everyone is always experiencing some sort of doubt, maybe. I, I don't know if we want to talk about how other people can help others going through faith crisis or if we want to just go with, so now that I'm in the faith crisis, what do you think? And I'm still, I'm still pretty kind of hot on it right now. I'd say it peaked or I guess it, it, it started like a small fire in, you know, a couple months ago um, from the time of this recording. And then it was really strong for like a couple weeks and then it's kind of gradually kind of just, it's just simmering now. Maybe at a low boil, um, and every once in a while I'll read something that's like good. It's like a, a book that is is promoting, you know, the gospel, talking about faith and all these kind of things. And I'll read something. I'm like, well, in my experience, I, I that's not true. Like I understand that to be like some true doctrine or something of the church. I'm like, but but what about this instance in history or what about this instance in this person's life? And I'm like, hold up, that's not true. Like like for example, yesterday, yeah, and I read something and it it talked about the apostasy and you know, the need for a prophet to come restore things. And of course I believe that. I believe Joseph Smith to be a prop to be that prophet, and it just talking about how the church isn't supposed to confront or is supposed to confront the world not conform to it and especially with a lot of policy changes and maybe this is where i get mixed up too is maybe i put too much stock in you know policy church policy but as policies change throughout history okay blacks can't have the priesthood okay now they can have the priesthood and it kind of it seems like the world the church is like year decades or a few years back behind the progression of the world Okay, you know, children of LGBT parents can't be baptized. Wait a minute. Okay, we're going to try to work around that or something a few years later. So it just seems like it, it's kind of, we're just a few steps behind the world, but we're also moving with the world and we're not supposed to, in my understanding. So, and maybe I have that all wrong and I understand my understanding could be way off, but what what do you say to that in that extremely loaded 10 minute rant I just had.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's, there's some stuff in, in there we can break down a little bit. I'll start with um, you're talking about uh, kind of your stages of of faith um, and you're kind of in a place of uncertainty right now. Uh, That's a good place to, to, to be um, to recognize that you're in a place of uncertainty or complexity. So uh, I'll just refer quickly to the Hafen's book, Uh, faith is not blind and it's a great uh, I guess a primer on these three stages we we talk about um, where we go from like a very uh, uh, basic belief system where we depend heavily on the authority of the church parents on the prophet um, on the scriptures whatever it is that that directs us to God it's kind of like all these different mediators between us and God and uh, the authority of the church is strong we trust it and then at some point, because there's some kind of difficult challenge or difficult information, we enter this new stage of complexity, where the ideal uh, situation that we were in, which was also our reality, everything was was very ideal, idealistic, um, and our reality was very pure. Our lived experience was all very easy and pure to, uh, to deal with, but then all of a sudden, our the situation that we're in has created this gap between what our ideal uh, situation would be and the reality of the situation. So our reality begins to kind of go away from this this perfect um, church mold that we're in. So this place of uncertainty, of complexity, of questioning and doubting is a very normal and good healthy uh, stage to enter into. Um, There's other uh, different uh, models out there like the Fowler's stages, are out there, is out there and you can look at that one too but basically um, these three stages are good to understand and that it's okay to be able to go through this stage of complexity and hopefully get to this other more simple the simplicity beyond complexity which comes um, after you've wrestled with a lot of these issues and you can begin to uh, worship in a simple way again so that's important to mention um, and then as far as going into the other part of what you talked about, this policy conforming to the world, uh, this concept of why the world is leading, you know, the prophet, um, <laughs> basically. And if, I guess if we were going to go back through the history of the church, especially, um, and look at some of the different policy changes, some of the new things that were taught, um, there are, uh, there's a good, uh, uh, I guess, body of evidence to suggest that the prophets do depend on good science they do depend on um, social improvements civil rights activism a lot of stuff that we know that came from the world but was um enlightenment and our our prophets are not um you know locked away in the upper room of the temple they 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 meet with experts in various fields frequently at the church office building and they they have, uh, you basically get, receive instruction on a, ver- a variety of topics around the world. And that's all, all plays into their ability to receive revelation. And so I have no, so that this very simple view of prophets is I go to the upper room of the temple. I pray like a, a pure download. I had no knowledge of this prior. I'm going to go up to the upper room of the temple and I'm, and God's going to direct me. You're going to speak with me face to face. And that type of view of revelation and of, of updating the policy or whatever new doctrine, it's just not realistic. It's not the, not the norm.
0: That's, that's so cool because <laughs> I feel like it, it kind of goes back to that really awesome article that you, that you sent me the restorative light, where we just had this little candle in this super dark room and it's just, we're just, the prophets are just kind of stumbling around. And it makes sense to me that, you know, there will be some errors and there will be some problems and but why why do I still have this huge pit in my stomach, in my heart? Why why does it still not feel like I feel like these answers that you're giving me, the thing the resources that you have at Uplift and the the, the videos that you have and why why doesn't it seem to ease my burden of this? Why, 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 why does it almost feel like I'm still going down? Why does it, why does it still feel that way? Is, is, do it, do I just need to wait 10 years and then God can say, all right, well, you've suffered enough. I've let you, you know, fall this far. Like, is there, is there some kind of reconciliation I can look forward to or, or that I can have hope to wait for said reconciliation or peace to come to?
1: Well, okay. So at the root of all of this is the question of how you know what you know. And do you really know what you know? Um, it, just as a quick example, um, uh, like just as to kind of get to the base of this, the root of this, um, if you look at your hands, do you know that that hand is in front of you for sure? I mean, how, how sure are you that your hand is right there in front of your face? You know, you could say 100%, but you have really smart people like Elon Musk who believes we're in a simulation, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and you have some people, really smart people out there who believe, yeah, that we're just, this is not real, this is not reality, right? And that's a compelling, there's some compelling arguments for that and so if you were to take that uh i guess that methodology and that uh, think that way of thinking to say what's real what's true at some point it can all, can all break down and you can be left kind of in this real place of uncertainty even with stuff you feel like you you know like this is my hand but if you listen to elon musk enough or some of these other people you might begin to doubt that your own you know five senses um and so as humans, we want to we want to be firmly grounded, and we want to pick sides. We want we like tri we like, like tribalism. We like to uh, know where we stand and plant our flag and, and go to battle, and we like to know exactly what we think we know. And we're, we like to be sure, we like to be certain about stuff. And there's some good thinkers out there um, who talk about the sin of certainty. Uh, meaning that we the, that we don't need to be in this place where we feel like we're always certain. We can actually learn how to be and uh, become comfortable, uh, more comfortable with uncertainty. So, in your in your state of kind of you feel like you're de- descending, maybe you still are, but in this position of I'm not really sure, and I've got these questions swirling and these doubts swirling around me. Um, you got to be able to get to a point where you can say, Okay, I'm going to be comfortable with that. Because at some point, you have to be comfortable with some level of uncertainty in some things. I mean, you can't know everything. And even this stuff like your hand in front of your face, can you know that for sure? Well, you know, there's good arguments for why you can't. And so you got to just learn how to be comfortable in your uncertainty and not be so worried about that. And once you're in this place of discomfort and you're like, I can handle this and I'm swimming around in this pool of discomfort and I'm surviving – I'm still going to church. I'm still praying. I'm still trying. I think at that point um, when things start to become more clear, because it's like the noise, like if you're like on a busy sidewalk and there's tons of noises everywhere and you're focused on getting to a certain place, all that stuff is background. You know, your mind is focused. And so if you get to the point where you're more comfortable in this pool of uncertainty, um, you can really zero in and be able to focus on God and all that like noise starts to fade into the background and you can really get revelation, get some great answers. And the problem is that some of the the noises are so loud. um, There's a lot of people who have very loud voices uh, who really are professionals in their critique of the church. And, and, and that can be very like a, a very, very loud noise when you're standing there trying to get to a certain
0: direction. That's good. I that that reminds me of there are people who are watching the flat earth videos and their their knowledge is getting deconstructed to now believe in a flat earth. And <clears throat> that's interesting. I luckily I haven't I don't know if my faith has been deconstructed. I also like what you said being okay with the uncertainty. That's at some point, right? Like I don't think I'm there yet because <laughs> I'm still freaking out a little bit. (laughs) And maybe what I I try to learn from what you said is maybe to just hold on to what I do know or or what I do strongly believe As you know, I guess my core beliefs are, okay, I still believe that God lives, that he's my heavenly father, right? And Jesus Christ is the savior and all that stuff. Luckily, my faith and belief in the book of Mormon is still rock solid. I'd say that's... (laughs) One of the biggest things that's keeping me kind of going as an anchor and then i mean everything else kind of spiritual experiences so i wonder okay i've have all this uncertainty and doubt but hey i still have faith that god lives jesus book of mormon you know if maybe if you're not a member of the church (laughs) maybe book of mormon won't be there but at least you know you have a testimony that christ and god are real Is, is is that a good way to, to kind of go about this. I mean, moving forward anyway, I don't know.
1: Yeah. You're based on your experiences in the past, positive, negative. It's just this large accumulation of experiences and combine that with your biology, who you are, your, your physical, spiritual person and all of that kind of mixed up together where, which direction are you going to go? You know, are you going to be able to uh, feel your way forward with some level of um, confidence um, and, and to trust in that good things, you know, good things that you sense that are good uh, that you should hold onto those and, and keep moving forward. And so when you talk about your faith is deconstructed, um, there are certain elements of my faith, my belief system that have been deconstructed, you know, my very primary view of prophets and being this an elder Talmadge uh, view of prophets where he wrote Jesus the Christ in the upper room of the temple. Like, like you don't hear about him at the, the library studying books to prepare. You just hear about him up in the upper room of the temple writing this amazing book about the savior. And you're like, man, he just received a pure download, like a lightning strike. And so it just, you know, that's that kind of approach to revelation and to this view of how God works in our lives. Like I said, it's not realistic. So we have to get away from that and we have to be comfortable with in a dark room, feeling our way forward, just like the prophets are doing and noticing a little bit of light here, a little bit of light here. And we may notice something, a problem in the church, you know, there's something that just doesn't resonate with us. And we can go to the Lord and wrestle with the Lord about those things and ask, you know, for revelation and, and, um, have faith that God will answer your prayer and clarify things for you. There may be some cases where the Lord will, will tell you that it's not the right time for something, you know, um, that that maybe that at some point a, a policy might change even further. Um, and you can receive revelation for those things as long as you're not trying to go out and correct the prophets, right? And that's not our job, but as long as you um, are sincere in your efforts to understand what the the Lord's will is uh, for you and for even for the whole church, you can receive revelation as long as you're not stepping, standing up and saying, I've received this revelation and the prophets wrong and the church needs to change. That's not the right place to go with it, but you can receive revelation uh, for yourself to help you um, be more comfortable with a certain position and the direction that we're headed.
0: Patience in the Lord's timing. (laughs) He's perfect. So I guess I got to assume that, I just got to be patient and wait for him to kind of help me
1: with his perfection, right? If if it was just you and God in a locked room and he was handing you some things, you know, physically handing you this. Okay. My timing for this thing is, is now. Okay. That's perfect. But we live in a world that's full of agency and full of disasters and full of all kinds of stuff. And our own, uh, will is, can be at odds. And so, um, you may, the, the Lord may not be able to reach you right now because of, of, of a lot of different variables. And he mean, you know, that's one of the things with this, this journey that you're on, you may not feel settled for, um, you know, for, I mean, for the rest of your life, perhaps people Oh people don't say that never figure this out. And I, and I'm, and I consider myself now because I've gone through this difficult journey. I consider myself more of a scout. Than i am like a soldier right where i've i have my banner my battle banner i plant it in the ground and i'm i go to battle and i'm gonna win um i'm on the good side and i'm fighting against evil i can't see it like that anymore i'm more of like a scout where i'm looking around studying things open to information open to the idea of of adjusting my my world view. um and I, I need to be able to have that flexibility because I've been rocked before where I thought I knew the truth on something. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I ended up, there's a, a true contradiction that I found, um, and some things. Um, and I have to, so I have to be more, um, hum- humble in my epistemology, my epistemic humility is what we call it. Ooh. Um, and so epistemic
0: if, can, humility.
1: if wow. you can be humble in your epistemology, meaning that you're open to new voices, um, new sources of truth and you can adjust your worldview um, then you're i think in a good place it feels like shaky ground but when you have faith in christ and you that's important to be able to continue to have faith in christ through all of this if you have faith in christ he will lead you um into towards the truth and towards the light um so that's good you still have faith in christ that's important
0: i feel like everything you're saying is so helpful and so insightful for someone who's brand new to going through a faith crisis i think now since in this season of faith crisis we're gonna be talking to a lot of people that have gone through faith crisis maybe currently going in faith crisis or have great perspectives and knowledge and we definitely wanted to start with you because you're you're the man when it comes to this kind of thing and so um, hopefully throughout, you know, this, <laughs> yeah, throughout this journey, um, that we'll go through in this season, we can, you know, I mean, as I, I've said before, come to some kind of resolution and if not, then just a the knowledge to improve the ability to navigate a faith crisis and stay patient with the Lord, try to gain new perspectives, keep my faith in Jesus Christ <laughs> Please uh, be sure to check out Uplift Community of Faith on Facebook. You can just search for
1: Uplift Community of Faith on Google and all the different stuff will come up. Perfect.
0: Cool. Even though I'm totally not okay yet, I still feel doubt and I still feel that heartache So thanks again, Leo, for being on the show. And uh, this was part one, everybody. We've had a a really great conversation and we're going to continue that conversation in part two. So be sure to check that out when we release it. Please be sure to subscribe to Saints Unscripted for more episodes about season one and faith crisis and more to come in the future. And we'll see you soon. Next time on the Saints Unscripted podcast.
1: And this strong trust that you developed um, early on in your life, that I, I developed the same trust that I, I'm listening to the mind and will of God when I read the scriptures, when I listen to General Conference. And that's okay to do, but you also have to have some some backup because sometimes things change that the, you consider the pure mind and will of God in scripture or spoken over the pulpit ends up changing.
0: This is a Saints Unscripted original podcast and is hosted and executive produced by me, Jacob Watson, and Saints Unscripted. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll catch you next time.